This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape, your host, and today we're going to have a conversation about governance, which might sound a little bit boring, but it's not, and particularly because in these unusual times, particularly through lockdown, understanding good governance, if you're a part of a not-for-profit organisation, is really important. And it's quite important to consider a couple of the um, specific uh, duties that you should be undertaking as a governor during these particular times. So today we're going to talk about uh, governance specifically, um, what some of those functions are and what that you do as a person who has a role in a governance committee, whether that be a, a board or a committee. And we're going to talk a little bit about an opportunity coming up uh, shortly, actually, through CNA to be able to undertake some online training in governance. If this is after our conversation today, something you think you should know a little bit more about. So that'll be kind of what we cover today. Our, our first part will be a bit of insight into the different roles of governance, and we'll talk more specifically about what each of those roles are and how they how that might play out, what that looks like with legs on it, I suppose. So let's start with with a little bit of a breakdown about what governance is. Um, I suppose one way to think about governance is that it is um, providing the mechanisms um, that are necessary for an organisation to be able to thrive. So it really is about the leadership of an organisation, the direction setting, the planning, um, making sure that the operational team have what they need to be able to do the work uh, and, and to do the day-to-day stuff. So at Community Waikato, uh, not just us, but but when we talk about governance, we're referring to, I suppose, four quite specific roles or functions. Uh, the first of those is stewardship, and, and that is really about understanding, um, the, looking after an organisation. Secondly is strategic leadership, and that is around uh, the planning and the goal setting, the visions, the uh, things around uh, values and the likes. There is stakeholder relationships. So those are those external relationships that are key to an organisation uh, continuing. And there's self-maintenance. So what does a board need to do to ensure that that space, that leadership space continues and that the organisation is strong and continues? I'll talk more specifically about each of those, though, and we'll, we'll just pop through and, and then start looking at how, how this looks uh, when we're thinking about it very specifically on the ground. So the first one that we talked about was strategic leadership. Strategic leadership is really around that vision setting, um, you know, about the mission and purpose of an organisation and setting the priorities and the goals. It's not uncommon in an organisation for this process to be led from an operational perspective, but it's really important for, a, for those on, people on boards to understand that it's actually a board duty. It's a board responsibility to set that. 
But it is really important to make sure you're well connected with the operational team because they understand what's happening on the ground. And you really do want the input of uh, of everybody to be able to ensure you have a robust, relevant plan. But it does sit with the board, so do keep that in mind. So the first question is, uh, you know, for whom do we act in trust? So why is your organisation even there? What is it you're trying to do? Who are the people that you're trying to help? You then need to consider what your mission, uh, what your vision is. So this is the bigger picture. Why do we exist? You know, at our, at, at the best possible outcome, what, what would it look like? For community Waikato, for example, ours is thriving communities. What what we would love to see at the end of all of our work is for our communities to be thriving, for example. We then move down to the mission or the actual purpose of the organisation. And this really is the how. How will we work together toward that vision? So like I said, community Waikato, we have thriving communities, um, our our mission or purpose, um, how we go about doing that is is looking at uh, through the facilitation of workshops, the growth and education, you know, these sorts of things. So it's, it's you know, the how towards your vision. And then there's the priorities and the goals, the final part of your strategic plan is what specifically will we do? What are the activities that will progress our mission or our purpose and work towards achieving a vision? So that, that's in a nutshell what the strategic plan looks like. And as a governance board or a governance committee, certainly it's your role uh, to make sure that you have a relevant, up-to-date strategic plan in place. I think, you know, now's a really good time for organisations to be reflecting on whether or not their their vision, their strategic plan actually reflects what's happening because a lot of organisations have changed in the last 18 months. COVID has had a significant impact, not only on community needs, uh, but also on community organisations' ability to meet those needs, partly because people have been very, very busy in the community sector. So ensuring you've got the right staff on the ground can be a bit of an issue. But also the way that we connect with people has changed. You know, if we're in lockdown, for example, we can't meet with people as we've done in the past. And so certainly it's a good time to be reflecting on whether or not the work you're doing is is meeting, is reflecting your strategic goals or is it time to update uh, what your strategy even says. I'll give you an example, actually. What we found during the first lockdown and it's and it's continued through other lockdowns is a number of organisations who previously had been involved in food distribution were unable to, and that was particularly in the first lockdown to do with the age of the volunteers involved in that part of our sector. And that meant that they were unable to be uh, working in an environment where they were putting together food parcels and passing them on. They were required to, to be locked down. So we found a number of organisations uh, started undertaking that work. And so it actually became providers of food or food distributors. Now, that is quite a specific role that requires quite an amount of resourcing and uh, there is health and safety to consider. There's a whole lot of considerations that an organisation needs to make. So it's quite if it's quite a new activity for your organisation, it really should be captured in your strategic plan and something that your board is aware of and supporting you through. So another example might be um, the Here to Help You platform that was created. Again, that was a completely new piece of work coming out to meet a very new type of need. 
So what I'm saying here is, as an organisation, if you find that your work has changed a bit and, and perhaps veered off from your strategy, and keep in mind that no strategy needs to be set in stone, and in fact it's not healthy for a strategy to be set in stone, you absolutely need to be responsive to your communities. But you need to be aware of what your strategy was originally and why, and if there is genuine need to reflect on that, then absolutely take the time to do it so you can be responsive to your communities. But don't just veer off in another direction without considering the implications of that. And as a board, you know, you, you certainly have responsibilities to the organisation. We're going to take a short break and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about stewardship and self-maintenance. It's where I feel free to be me. Free FM 89.0. I thought I needed a restless sense I thought 
we're back listening to Connect with Community Waikato. And today we're talking about governance. And we've just had a little bit of a touch on the strategic leadership role of the governance body, whether you be a board or a committee. And now we're going to have a bit of a conversation around stewardship and self-maintenance. That almost felt like a bit of a tongue twister. Stewardship. So what is it? It is the uh, careful and responsible management of something entrusted into one's care. That is what it is to be a steward. And if you think about your organisation like that, uh, that is the thing that is entrusted to one's care. As a governance board or committee, as a collective of the governance body of an organisation, your role is to make sure that the organisation is safe, that you consider the risks associated uh, for the organisation. You think of all the sorts of things that you can put in place to make sure that an organisation is healthy and thriving. So the first role is thinking about managing that risk. So what are the major risks for your organisations that could mean that they could fail to achieve their objectives and thereby lose trust of their stakeholders. That's one of the first conversations you'll often have as a board, is really thinking around, well, what are those things, and what do we put in place to make organisations a little bit safer? It's really, and and I think what's really key when we're talking about this is realising it's not just about people tripping over mats or, um, I don't know, you know, it's it's not just about the physical kind of things. It's also about taking care of the people in an organisation and making sure those people are uh, well trained to do the work that they do, well supported to do the work that they do and cared for. Because what we're finding, particularly at the moment in Community Waikato, is that we're, we're finding a lot of organisations or individuals in organisations are feeling really vulnerable and stretched as these lockdowns continue and as there is fear around what might happen should COVID become even more prevalent within our community. So as an organisation, as a a part of that governance board, taking care of the people in your team is also really important. Another thing we found during COVID uh, lockdowns previously was a number of boards almost seemed to forget their duty to check in with their staff. So if you're, if you're a part of a, an organisation that employs staff and you're on that board, you are an employer and you do have obligations to take care of your team. So, um, you know, we'd really encourage you during this time to make sure at least the chair is doing that check-in and making sure that the leader of that organisation is okay, that they have the equipment that they need to do the work that they're doing. Um, it would be a great time to check that that you haven't had a massive change in business because, of course, as we're talking about before, that might mean your strategic leadership needs to be um, reconsidered, what it is that you're actually doing. But there are a number of other things, quite practical things, that I think are also really evident during this time. We've had a few groups come to us at the moment who are struggling to perform basic tasks that, that would never be an issue outside of a lockdown environment. So there are things like signing important documents. So, um, you know, it might be with your insurance companies or leases or, you know, there are lots of things that we sign during the days. We have, for example, an electronic signature that I can cut and paste and put onto a document. But we need to consider how safe is that actually to do? And is there a better way we could do it? What sort of systems are in place that enable organisations to continue to operate in ways that are really uh, safe? So, for example, there are some really good software now that enables you to um, sign securely. 
Um, and and would certainly if, if that's something that your organisation is struggling with, would certainly encourage you go and have a look at what sorts of software you could download to be able to do that a little bit better. There's also things around financial processes, for example. Uh, we know that banks have been moving away from checks, uh, so hopefully more and more people are operating uh, in an online environment anyway with double signatories and, and all that's expected of you in that sort of space. But if you're not, making sure that those systems are well in place and established is really important to be able to enable continuity of business uh, should there be an interruption like a lockdown. And that is, of course, your responsibility as part of a governance team is making sure that those uh, processes and policies are in place that are going to fit this current environment. You also need to make sure that you're still monitoring what's happening with the organisation. And, and I don't mean this from a really in-your-face, um, you know, bothering the operational team all the time. This is really about just making sure that you're doing those usual check-ins that you would normally do. Your monthly meeting becomes an online monthly meeting, for example, that you're still having the same re- reporting requirements from your CE or other um, leadership members of the team and all of those sorts of things. What I'm saying is, you know, don't let it slip because you're in lockdown. Then there's the next one is around um, stakeholder relationships. And, of course, they're really key as well for your organisation to to thrive. And it's easy to sometimes overlook those when we're in a time of crisis or, or a particularly um, changing kind of time. But those key stakeholders can be absolutely fundamental to your um, to your ongoing uh viability of your organisation. So, for example, funders are a key stakeholder and, and the last thing you want to do is alienate them and have them withdraw. Um, you might be an organisation that relies on uh, people to provide sponsorship or organisations providing sponsorship to you. And that, maintaining those sponsorship relationships, particularly when those organisations might be under pressure themselves, is really key as well. So, it is important just to spend the time to think about how are we communicating what's happening and particularly if there have been changes in the work that we're doing. Another key stakeholder, obviously, the people that you might work with and support. You know, how are you communicating what's happening to those people? If you've had a change of service delivery in terms of how you deliver service, have you communicated that to the people that you connect with, uh, either through your social media or through direct emails or through phone calls, however it is you connect with your audience? Have you continued to do that as your organisation has had to change to meet the, uh, I suppose, changing environment? And finally, there is the self-maintenance of an organisation. Um, and this is this is really an important one and can be a little bit overlooked sometimes, but it's really about making sure you've got the right kind of systems in place that enable your organisation to continue um, as it needs to over time. So making sure you've got good plans in place. One of those is around succession planning. Oh, my goodness. Making sure that you you don't suddenly lose half your board or committee because it's it's come up to their time and everyone does a you know three two year terms or whatever it is and then suddenly you get a big group of people all leaving at once and and you haven't actually looked at who you're going to bring on board or how you might induct those people so that you don't end up having a big break and the kind of being able to provide that leadership and support to your operational team so it's something to think about how you how you continue your meetings and how you might do that, particularly uh, in this COVID environment. So face to face meetings, obviously not an option. 
yeah, are you taking those online? Do ever, does everyone have the equipment that they need in order to be able to do that well? There's all of these sort of things. How do we, if, if you've got members of your team who are likely to move on, how are you going to be recruiting new people in this time? So a number of, of you know, things to consider. And, and I think one of the key things with the self-maintenance is how are you evaluating yourself? How are you evaluating how you're doing as a board? Are you actually meeting each of these four different requirements? Are you, are you providing strategic leadership? Are you providing good stewardship? Are you developing and maintaining your stakeholder relationships? And are you continuing with the self-maintenance? Those sorts of things, really key. We're going to take a short break, and when I come back, I'm going to talk to you a bit about an opportunity with Community Networks Aotearoa and governance. Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I am Holly Snape. I'm talking to you today about governance. Like I was saying, it, it, it sounds at first like it could be boring. It is not boring and it is very important to the ongoing operation of a community organisation. We've talked about the um, the different aspects of governance generally, the four different areas of community governance. We're now going to be talking about an opportunity that's come up through Community Networks Aotearoa. And this is really exciting. They've been in the process of developing a an online governance course, which is not completed yet. It's not quite launched, but most of the material is now together. And this is just a little quick insight into what's going on with that. So you're just getting, you're getting the inside word. Look, this is going to be great. This is about aimed at very small um, maybe fledgling not-for-profit organisations and, an, and I suppose governors who haven't had much of a history before with governance and just want to build some skills. It's also attached with a micro-credential, which means that you get you know, a, a bit of a credential through NZQA at the end of this course. There are around 10 modules in the course and I just wanted to flick through quickly what those modules are today. The first one is around Te Tiritiwa Waitangi and the relationship with Māori. So that is fundamental to any organisation, particularly those working in community and social services, to really understand what that relationship means and what the treaty means and how it is as an organisation you can reflect those principles. It then goes on through a range of different topics. The first one is governance essentials. So it's really understanding what created you and why you exist. 
The second one is about understanding your foundation document. So if you're different organizations, of course, have all d- different organization types, different entities have a different type of entity document. So a, an incorporated society, for example, has a constitution, whereas a charitable trust works from a deed. So this is about understanding what that means, what you should expect to see in those, those sorts of documents and what it means for you as a governor. There's another topic on legal responsibilities. So that goes through all the different sort of fiduciary duties that you have as a governor. What can you be held legally, um, what can you be held legally accountable for? And we've got board roles and responsibilities. So who does what and when they do it? There's another topic on governance versus management. And oh boy, I tell you what, in organizations, we see some real difficulties navigating that space. And so this really talks you through that. And of course, there's no 100% right and wrong. There's a whole lot of grey, which is why it becomes difficult for people. But this module helps you ask some questions of yourself to really start that journey of understanding what you will take responsibility for as a governor and what your operational team will take responsibility for. There's a module on understanding the numbers. And I tell you what, this is another key one. It is not just the role of your treasurer to understand the books. It is everybody's It is everybody's role, but this module really helps you get your head around that, what sort of reports you should see in front of you, uh, how to interpret those reports, and how to know that your organisation is in a good position. Then there's a module on policies and procedures. Uh, you don't have to start from scratch. There are some really good templates around. You always want to tailor them to your own needs, but this this module talks you through that. There's a module on annual planning and strategy setting, so enabling you to, to really think about vision setting and understanding what your what your mission and vision is and what the future looks like for your organisation. And finally, there's a session around holding effective meetings. And I tell you, there's a big difference between an effective meeting and a bad meeting. <laughs> so, so just learning some of those skills are extremely important. So... So that's really the tick for governance that's coming. This is going to be an absolutely fantastic opportunity. Uh, it's going to be extremely affordable opportunity for organisations. So should you have an interest in progressing this, do keep an eye out. I'd jump online on community networks, aotearoa.org.nz. You'll see there that under courses, there's a little spot where you can go to tick for governance. You can actually sign up and you will be notified whenever any new notifications come out. And I really encourage you to do that. This is going to be a great learning opportunity for an affordable price that will result in a micro-credential. And I think that's us for another week. I'm hoping at the end of the show, if you are involved with a community organisation and you are in a governance position, you'll be thinking, yep, we're doing all those things. We're tracking tracking along fine. If you're thinking, "Mm, we could do with a little bit of support, you know what to do. Get in touch with us at communitywakatul.org.nz. Let us know that you need some help and we will do whatever we can. And that is us for another week. You've been listening to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.